Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, Tampa Bay sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron, on this Saturday, March the 5th. You are in the gymnasium as we get ready to talk about the Lightning, their games this past week, what they need to do to get ready for the upcoming playoff season, as well as baseball. There is no baseball. We're going to find out what's going on with that. We're going to talk some March Madness with some conference championships going on this week, and we're going to touch on some golf as well. As always, your import, 877-448-7901, or you can go to jimmybsports.com and check in that way. We'll be right back to kick off the show. Do you love driving, but you hate your expensive car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your current car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. Yes, it's easy to refinance your current car payment and save up to $100 a month. Could you use an extra $100 a month? Then make this call to Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your current car payment. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. You can do it all from the comfort of your home. Call today and see how much you can save. Call 800-871-9417. 800-871-9417. That's 800 871 9417. Call now. 800 871 9417. Terms and conditions apply. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. As always, we talk about the Tampa sports teams and what's going on. And let me give you a quote from someone. See if you can figure out who said it. Quote, I wish I had a clear vision of what the future holds. Unquote. Yep, if you guessed Tom Brady, you'd be right. That was a quote that he had this week. Now, for someone that has retired, said that he retired, um, why would he say something like, I wish I had a clear vision of what the future holds? I think everyone listening to this show, myself included, would love to have a clear vision of what the future holds, Tom. It just doesn't work that way. So the way it works is that you make a decision on which way you want to go with your work life, your personal life, whatever it may be, and then you go ahead and you do that. Now, when you're in the limelight every day, like these athletes are, then everything they say is picked apart by everyone in the media. So Tom Brady, when he says, I wish I had a clear vision of what the future holds, you have half of the media saying, well, he's definitely coming back to play. And out of those people that are saying that, a lot of them say, and he doesn't want to play for the Bucks anymore. He wants to play for a different team because of some type of rift or whatever with the Buccaneers, and the, whether it's the front office or the coaching staff or the players, whatever it may be. The other half thinks he's done playing. So I'll leave it up to you. What do you think? Number one, when someone says to me that they're done playing, I take them for what they're saying, and he said they're done. So until I hear Tom Brady saying he wants to play again, I consider him retired. Now, the thing about Tom Brady is that everything that he does, he puts out. Whatever you see out there is something that he has put out there, 
and wants out there you know, in the media outlets. So it's not something that's made up. It's not something that you know people are going to go out there and just surmise about Brady, whatever. He has agreed to what's out there. Saying that, my take on Tom Brady is this. All you are doing right now, Tom, is holding the Bucks hostage for them to go ahead and figure out what they want to do to have a starter at their quarterback position come the upcoming season. So, you know what? If you want to come back and play, would you come out and say that? please. If you don't want to come out and play and stay retired, that's fine. That's your prerogative. Come out and just say that and be done. If you want to come back and play but don't want to play for the Buccaneers, that's a possibility. That's fine. You don't, you don't even have to say why you don't want to play for the Bucks. in my opinion. Just say, I want to come back and play football, but I don't want to play for the Bucks, so that we know and everyone's on the same page. It gets a little old in my opinion, when you have people like Brady uh, trying to get leverage, and that's really all he's doing, because the longer he waits, it forces the Bucks' hand on whether or not they go out and pick up a top-level quarterback to come and lead the team next year. And if they go ahead and get a top-level quarterback, of course, they're going to have to pay him top money, in which case they won't be able to afford to pay Brady if he says he wants to come back, and then they'll be forced to trade him like Brady wants in some people's opinion. So if he comes back now and says, I want to play, then it puts a different spin on everything, and we can take it from there. But when you have someone like him, you have someone like Rodgers, that just pretty much holding these teams hostage in my opinion and it's not like they're a rookie trying to get their first contract trying to you know make their uh you know make their mark on the league and establish something these guys already have uh you're not going to tell me that playing one more year makes all that much of a difference to tom brady or aaron Rodgers for that matter so i'm to the point where I would love to hear Tom Brady come out and say, for the betterment of all of us, especially the team that brought him down here, the Buccaneers, that you know he was able to become a part of and lead to a championship, at least have the um, professionalism to say what you want to do. You know what you want to do. It's like... Uh, Rogers, do you think he does not know what he wants to do at this point? He knows what he wants to do, so just say it. And when you hear statements like, I wish I had a clear vision of what the future holds, that's that's Tom Brady just being someone who's always played it that way, not letting people know what he's doing. You hear he's doing you know, movies out in California next year, whatever it may be. Like I said, whatever he wants to do is fine with me, and I'm sure... You know, everyone else is okay with what he wants to do as well. But come out and say it. So that's the Buccaneers. Now, don't forget, you have a lot of people that we need to shore up on the Buccaneers team. Ali Marpet just announced his retirement this week. Congratulations to him. He's had a great career. Uh, very, very tough guy. Uh, finished all pro this year recognition. Uh, he's, I think he's only 32 years old. So he's going to... 
you know, he looks at his bank account and realizes that he has some money saved, doesn't need to go out there and play. He sees all these issues with uh, players that have CTE these days and said, you know what, I think I'm going to hang it up and, you know, not play. Now, I can guarantee you we're not going to hear about Ali Marpet saying, oh, I wish I had a better vision of what the future holds or I might come back, but not with the but No, he's done. Anybody want to bet me that he's done? No, he's done. He won't come back. So people like that, it, you know, you have a better idea and the communication goes a long way. So the Bucks need to figure out, you know, Godwin, he's a free agent. What are they going to do with him? Um, you know, you have the tight end position. O.J. Howard, the time has come for him to go to a different team and, you know, see if he can play because he didn't get the, you know, the, the chance to do that here for a lot of reasons, uh, you know, whether it be the blocking, whether it be Brady did not believe in uh, being able to throw the ball to him because we had Brait. You know, talk about Brait from a tight end position. You know, I, I'm not sure that uh, we have him under contract, but he really, uh, I thought, in my opinion, slid last year. You have Gronkowski. What's he going to do? Well, people are saying Gronkowski will make up his decision when Brady makes up his decision. Again, I thought Brady made up his decision and said he's retiring. So you hear talk of Gronkowski maybe going to another team. I, I heard Buffalo is out there and whatever. So a lot of it is this game and a lot of it is, again, trying to get leverage with um, the team that maybe you're on, the team that you're trying to get to, you know, you have your agent out there hitting the streets trying to figure out what the best deal is for you, which is their job, and that's understandable. So all I'm saying is that as a fan of the Bucks, I would love to hear exactly which direction we want to go. Are we going to stay in-house? I don't think that's the way to go at this point. You know, you have Arian saying, you know, the door's always open. No, light's saying, we're going to keep the light on for you. Like a Motel 6, whenever you're ready to come back, Tom. It's, I mean, listen, either say, yes, I want to play or, or cut bait and go someplace else or stay retired like you said you are. So that's my take on the Bucks right now. Um, we're going to take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk about the Lightning and what they need to do in the uh, rest of the game. They have a very tough schedule. Um, the next 30 days is going to really um, make or break this team, in my opinion. And we're going to talk about that. If you want to chime in, your thoughts, 877-448-7901. You can go to JimmyBSports.com and let me know what you think. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking about the Lightning. Game on Thursday night is a game that 
I think the Lightning we'd like to forget about as soon as possible, erase it from the memory bank, and move on. But let's talk about that a little bit. Um, I think you learn sometimes more from a loss than you do from a win. And in this situation, if we break down the game, the Lightning played the Penguins here at Amelie, and... You know, they got beat 5-1. to one. I mean, they really got outplayed in every facet of the game. Um, I'm not saying that. Pittsburgh is a team that has 76 points in the Eastern Conference. By the way, the same amount of points that the Lightning have, which is tied for third in the whole conference. Only the Panthers and the uh, Hurricanes have more than both the Lightning and the Penguins. So it's not as though Pittsburgh is a bad team. They happen to be a very good team. And they definitely outplayed us on Thursday night um, when the two teams met. So if you look, the, the Pittsburgh did to the Lightning what the Lightning has done to so many teams this year. Um, unfortunately for us, we're able to get the points that we have. Um, unfortunately for us, looking at some of the stats, the Lightning are 7-20 and 20 against no top 10 teams or teams above um no, 600% in the uh, rankings. So against some of the better teams, we seem to struggle. Against teams that we should beat, we beat. What, what's your take on all that? Well, what I'm saying is that there are some areas that the Lightning need to work on, and they will. They have a very tough month coming up. Uh, I think 31 games maybe in 60 days or something. Um so it's going to give them a chance to really gel as a unit. If you look at what happened on Thursday night, Pittsburgh smothered us on the defensive end. We couldn't get the puck out over the blue line to be able to get it to our um, shot takers, if you will. Vasilevsky played a, a, a very good game as always, but you can't rely on him to stop everything. When you have breakaways, when you have people like you know uh, Malkin, and Crosby coming at you all, all game long, you, you can't hold them off. So, you know, it was a game that we would like to forget about, but I think it's good to learn from a game like that. And I'll say this, every once in a while, it, it's good to, um, you know, get beat by a team the way we did and, and, and lose. It puts some perspective on what you need to do to get better. Uh, you talk to the players, every one of them will tell you that they didn't play well. We have been getting off to slow starts for the last month. Every game I watch, we tend to get off to a, a slower start. And against the weaker teams, we're able to make up the difference and eventually, more times than not, come out with uh, a couple points. But against the better teams, it becomes more difficult. So I don't know what we have to do to get off to a good start. Maybe tell a team it's the second period going out there. But, um, you know, the leaders on this team, you know, Stamkos and, and Hedman and Kucherov. And, you know, it, it does make a difference when all those people are out there on the ice at the same time. And you, if you listen to people in the area talking on the on some of these, um, you know, sports shows, oh, the Lightning are in trouble. They can't win any faceoffs. They are uh, the defense is not, you know, playing well. And it, guys, it's it's a totally different team from the last two years, and we're still at the top or right behind the top of the conference. So 
what team do you want to? What team wants to face us in a best of seven series right now? I don't think anybody out there would say, "Oh, I want to play the Lightning." No, no it's not the way it's going to work. So, um, are there things that the team needs to work on? Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the things is that our offense is there more times than not. I'm not concerned about the offense. Like last year at this time, we were talking on this show about defense. Defense wins championships. So we have to do a better job on the defensive end of the ice to make sure that we're not putting all the pressure on Vasilevsky and expecting him to stand on his head every night to be able to pull out a victory for us. So from a defensive standpoint, we need to collapse on these people and we need to be able to get the puck out of our end over the blue line into their blue line to be able to go ahead and set up some plays to score. Another thing I need to you know, talk about is, is the power play. I don't see the same intensity with the power play that I saw uh, last year and even the year before. I'm not quite sure what it is with the power play, but I think that we need to make some adjustments. Uh, the, the players that are out there you know, are fine. Don't get me wrong. When you have you know, Stamkos out there, you have Kucherov, you have Point, you have Hedman, you're not going to get a better you know, foursome than that. Um, at, at that point. So you need to really just go out there and don't be as selfish, selfless as some of these players are sometimes. Instead of making that extra pass at so many times that the Lightning want to do, maybe take the shot. Um, you don't have to try to wear the other team down all the time and pass up a shot. I would much rather see a one-timer by Stamkos um, from the wing or, or Hedman from the from the top top of the ice there. So you know those are some things that you know we need to work on. And you hear like, again, you hear people talking about uh, that they're in trouble. They're not the same. No, they're, they're fine. They're okay. Everyone needs to work on some things. Every team out there, and you know. Our record, I believe, are 53 wins, 35 losses, uh, 76 points. So when you look at that, we're fine. Yes, we can improve on some things. We will. You saw Cooper totally out of context. Uh, you, to tell me how you go into a, a scrum like that. We get a four-minute penalty, and the other team gets a two-minute penalty. You go out there, we have a two-man disadvantage. They wouldn't even tell Cooper what was going on. They point to the the showers for him. He got ejected. I'm trying to remember, when was the last time that I saw someone get ejected from, from a coaching standpoint? I'm trying to go back to the Tortorella days even, and I, I don't remember an ejection from, from a game. So if anyone out there knows, you know, why don't you check in 877-448-7901 and uh, let me know when the last time you remember uh, a lightning coach getting ejected from a game. Afterwards, they asked him and he said, you know, I, I never got an explanation. They uh, went over to the other coach and told him what was going on, but not to me. They pointed to the, to the uh, exit as far as he goes. So, and again, for him to get worked up like that, you really don't see uh, Cooper going off like that. So you know that he was either trying to get his team fired up at that point or uh, there were really some calls in there that, that went against what he thought should have been. Either way, it's one game. I'm sure we'll come back and I'm sure we'll be fine for the rest of the season. 
would love to hear your comments on what you think um, the Lightning. I'd love to. I'd like to know what you think the difference is between this year's Lightning team and the team of the two years past. What were they doing more of that we're not doing right now? Or what would you like to see this team do more of? Now and again, I said possibly tightening up the defense, um, winning some face-offs. We need to win more face-offs. Um, do we have to go out there and acquire someone? I don't think so. I think it's just, you know, really getting focused and working on those things every day of practice, which I know they will. So let me know what you guys think. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her. Me. Uh, you lost me there, buddy. Steel Man pills. Things weren't always looking up if you catch my drift. So, my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive, and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steel Man pills. Going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction. 800-748-6805. 800-748-6805. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. You know, it's already March 5th. We should be talking about the Rays and how they're looking so far in spring training. Instead, we're talking about a total of 91 games of regular season that have already been erased across the board uh, because baseball can't get their act together. The Players Association and the owners cannot come to any agreement. So, uh, Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred canceled the first two series of um, all the regular season games. First time that's happened in 27 years. And, you know, for the life of me, it's it's tough to figure out why they can't come to terms with, um, you know, some things that are... Uh, getting in between the negotiations here. You know, the the, the Players Association, the league sent the players a best and final offer on Tuesday, which they had the ninth straight day of negotiations. The players rejected the offer. Um, Union Chief Tony Clark said that the players remain committed to the bargaining process and getting back on the field as soon as possible. Uh, you know, when, when I hear things like that, if they wanted to get back on the field as soon as possible, they would be back on the field getting ready to play already. So, you know, the, the lockout is, is the ultimate weapon. It's a $10 billion industry. And uh, unfortunately, the owners have made a conscious effort, decision to use this weapon uh, against the greatest asset that they have, which are the players, in all honesty. But it seems as though the players aren't going to be intimidated. And we have the standstill. And as of right now, we have no baseball to talk about except uh, who's going to give in and you know where will there be some type of um, negotiations and, and meeting halfway on some issues but as of right now there are no baseball opening day is not going to happen and I think that it's a shame and I think that as a baseball fan the, the players there's going to be a lot of people that are turned off by what's going on right now and the longer it goes on, the worse it's going to get. And I think that 
um, both the owners and the players. I'm not taking sides one over the other. In my opinion, they're both to blame. They, they were not lock out December 1st. You have time to figure things out for the season to start on time at the end of March. From December to the end of March, figure out how many days that is. You have time to figure it out. They couldn't get it figured out, and it's because of greed. Greed on whose part? Greed on both of their parts. So they're both to blame, and they both need to sit down and figure it out pretty quickly before the fans figure it out for them. And when they do come back, they're playing in front of um, half-empty stadiums. So that's my take on the Rays right now. Um, if you want to talk about some good things that are going on right now, um, you have the NCAA basketball tournament that is about to get underway in um, a week. This coming week, you'll have the championship of the uh, conferences. The SEC championship is being held down here at Amelie. We... Um, Mentioned a contest last week where if you uh, went to JimmyBSports.com and logged in and sent me an email telling me your um, pick for the uh, final four, who the teams that you think will be in the final four, that enters you into tickets for a raffle for this week's SEC championship game at Amelie for um, a, a Thursday session. So um, we'll be picking a winner on Wednesday. So you have a few more days left to be able to get in there and um, enter who you think the top of the final four teams will be. And uh, we'll announce who won next week on the show. If you're looking at the SEC right now, or for that matter, if you just want to talk men's basketball, uh, the, the top teams, um, you have teams right now where last weekend, everyone, seven of the top 10 teams lost. So when you have seven of the top 10 teams losing, uh, you want to think it would shake some things up, but it can't shake things up too much because they all lost. Um, you know, if you look, Gonzaga lost last week, Arizona lost, Baylor lost, Duke lost, uh, Auburn, Kentucky, Purdue. Um, so right now the way it looks is that Gonzaga has the uh, number one seed in the uh, AP poll and getting most of the first place votes with 46, followed by Arizona in second place. Baylor is third. Duke is fourth with 11 votes. They have a huge game uh, tonight. They're playing, of course, North Carolina. What is important about that game, or significant, I should say, is that it's Coach Krzyzewski's last regular season game that he'll be the head coach of Duke. As you probably know, he announced that he's retiring. Um, he'll definitely be in the uh, tournament, no doubt about that. The Duke has a great team. Like I said, they're ranked fourth right now, but this will be his last game. I saw tickets going for over $5,000 for a ticket to this game. So, you know, as you know, he's you know probably one of the best uh, coaches of all time in basketball at the college level. Uh, he did announce earlier this season it would be his last year. He's done things the right way, has a great resume, and, um, you know, I look forward to seeing his team compete in not just the uh, ACC tournament, but also the, uh, uh, the big dance. It should be an interesting run for him. 
Auburn is fifth right now. Kansas is sixth. Kentucky is seventh. Purdue is eighth. Providence is ninth. Wisconsin is tenth. If you look at the teams that will be down here in the SEC tournament starting on Wednesday night, there'll be there'll be two games on Wednesday night. Then they'll have uh, two sessions Thursday afternoon, twelve and two, and then in the evening, I believe it's six and eight. But the teams that are going to be down here. There's going to be a great chance to see some basketball. Um, you're going to have Auburn. You're going to have Kentucky. Um, we're going to have Arkansas. We're going to have the top four teams. So uh, just get ready for some good basketball down here. I look forward to seeing Florida playing. Hopefully they'll be playing on Thursday uh, in the afternoon session. Hopefully I get to that game to cheer those guys on. But um, if you look at a little bit closer to home, USF, they are ranked last in the American Athletic Conference. They still have a chance. Who knows? They're uh, Conference tournament will start this week as well, and if they win the tournament, they'll have an at-large bid. I um, I think we probably have a um, better chance of seeing the Rays play sooner than seeing them in the uh, tournament, but you never know. It's, it's for good basketball, and I think that uh, it's always interesting to watch. But again, we'd love to hear your final four teams. Uh, again, right now, I, I think I see ESPN projecting the top four seeds as Gonzaga, Arizona, Baylor, and Duke. But there are some teams out there, trust me, nobody wants to play teams like uh, Texas, Nobody wants to play St. Mary's in the first round. UCLA, Arkansas, Houston. Houston is uh, a, a team that's ranked uh, 18th right now in the country. Saw them play. Nobody wants to play them. So it's always a fun uh, week, probably one of the best weeks of the year if you're a college basketball fan because you have all the conferences having their tournaments to see who gets the at-large Birth, as well as uh, some teams on the bubble that may have to win one more game. I kind of think Florida would like to have that 20th win to be able to secure their spot. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, again, JimmyBSports.com, tell me who your top uh, four teams are for the final four to win a chance to go to the uh, uh, tournament this, this weekend at uh, the Emily. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Are you paying too much for your health insurance? Are your deductibles too high? Or are you completely uninsured? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Healthcare Help Desk can help you now when people need help the most. Health insurance laws and rules have changed. If you have Obamacare, are uninsured, or your premiums are too high, call Healthcare Help Desk. It's free. New healthcare plans are available, and you may qualify for dental coverage and lower copays and deductibles. Make the free call now. Top quality coverage at the lowest prices anywhere. You may be paying too much and not even know it. In these troubled times, health care is more important than ever. Don't let another day go by without health insurance. Policies are being offered with very low copays and deductibles. So if you're uninsured, underinsured, or paying too much, call Health Care Help Desk. 800-940-8099. 800-940-8099. Now, Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on 
Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Uh, I had an email that I, was, I wanted to discuss a little bit. It was from Sean in Plant City saying, do you think that because of the war with Russia and Ukraine, players on the Lightning are being affected at all, such as Kucherov and Vasilevsky? Um Sean, that's a great email. Um, you know, we always talk about the stats and what the players are doing, whether it be on the ice, on the field, on the court. But a lot of times we forget that the, the players are human. So when something's going on uh, in the world or in their lives, it's going to definitely affect going to affect them in some way. I, uh, for example, there's a um, player agent, Dan Milstein. He represents a majority of the Russian-born players in the league. And because of the unrest of what's going on, uh, a number of players are experiencing disturbing levels of harassment. And uh, you know, draft-eligible players are already being uh, discriminated against because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So, so, um, unfortunately, it's one of the perils of war. Uh, there's no way of getting around it. But, you know, Milstein, he was born in Kiev. Uh, he emigrated to the United States at age 16. He's now a U.S. citizen and represents more than 75% of the NHL's Russian and Belarusian-born players, including Nikita Kucherov, Andrei Vasilevsky and the Islanders goalie there, um, Sorokin. So, um, you know, when you look at when you look at the people, uh, they're getting death threats, they're getting uh, derogatory messages, and it, it's it's one of those things where you have to look at what is going on. You know, these guys are contributing. They're working for a living. They're out there. They're contributing. Um, millions of dollars in taxes to support, whether it's the United States, Canada, they're doing charity work. Um, you know, none of these players should be ever um, talked to in a way or insinuated that uh, just because of their uh, heritage that they have anything to do with what's going on. It, it's just really... Childish, and I and I would hope that if anyone goes to a game and hears someone saying something along uh, lines of uh, being derogatory, that they would step in and kind of stop that person and tell them that they should be grateful that they're able to go to a game and you know voice their opinion of cheering for the home team or the other team, whatever it may be. But, um, you know, it is something that I think we're going to see more of as this unfortunately progresses. And again, um, my hat's off to the players for taking everything, you know, professionally and going back to what I first said, they're humans just like everyone else. So um, it'll take that into consideration. I know that most, most fans have a good head on their shoulders and they're not really taking things out of context but to the ones that are I would hope that they're able to educate themselves a little bit or no see through their um cloud of the way they're saying things to be able to uh, realize that these players are just going out there and they have the same 
um, you know, same families that everyone else has, and they're going out there and just doing their job to the best that they're able to and blocking out what's going on. Uh, again, your thoughts, 877-448-7901. Want to touch a little bit on the NBA with uh, a draft, not a draft, but a trade that occurred with the, um, the Sixers and the Nets uh, a couple weeks ago. The Sixers have really taken advantage to this point with acquiring... Uh, James Harden uh, if you look at what he's done since he's been with the Sixers they've won three games he had a triple double I believe in two of them he's really starting to get uh, acclimated to um, Embiid the, the high screen pick and roll is working out for them and you know it just goes to show you that when a player is motivated and wants to win sometimes a chain of a change of scenery will help um the harden's been called soft by many people not able to win a championship and i think that his best chance may be right now and if they keep on progressing then um i think he may realize that because the sixers have a real um chance to get to the uh, Eastern Finals. Of course, there's great competition with Milwaukee right now, with Miami, with Chicago, with Boston, uh, Brooklyn. Don't count them out. Talking about Brooklyn in that draft, in the um, in the trade, they um, got Ben Simmons from Philly, and he has not yet played a game, but um, I guess there's some mental mental issues he's still going through and uh, of course anyone that's going through any type of mental issues hopefully they get the help that they need to be able to go out there and be able to work do their job whatever it may be whether you're a fan or not uh, I hope that everyone's able to go out there and perform at the highest level that they can because when they do that then the fans such as myself and you get to see the best product that we can possibly see and it makes for better games and it makes for better conversation and uh, everything else. So um, you're talking about the Western Conference, the Lakers seem to be falling apart out there. Uh, LeBron, he keeps on trying to say the right things. And when it comes right down to it, he just wants to finish out this season, win, lose, or draw. He's playing right now. But if he gets nicked up a little bit, rest assured, he'll be sitting and not playing. Anthony Davis is uh, is out and you know, they have a, a real chance of not making the playoffs, which would uh, definitely be something that the Lakers would never have thought could have happened this year. So uh, your thoughts would love to hear on the NBA. If you're a fan of the NBA, um, who's your teams? What do you think would uh, have to happen? And what do you think um, the playoffs are going to look like? Do you think that um, Milwaukee's going to repeat? Do you think that Phoenix out of the Western Conference would be the team to beat? What teams do you like? 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com. Unfortunately, guys, that's all the time that we have. It's always awesome being able to sit down, share some thoughts with you, and get your feedback as well. Let me know what you think. Enter that contest for the tickets for the SEC tournament next week. Um, as always, stay safe. Stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next week in the gymnasium.